Welcome to Between the Lines, and I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And this is a daily devotional where we read the Bible and then just give some commentary on it. And we don't, in, we don't want to lose everybody. We've been saying which day it is every single uh, podcast because people don't know the days. But you know, so we need to let them know it's Thursday. We, and we have to keep it straight ourselves. <laughs> yes, we're we're, what it we're is. the ones that are having trouble keeping straight. That's we had right. to re- re-record a couple of things. So, <laughs> um, so let's get right into Ephesians 2. Junior, you want to go ahead and take it away? Yeah, is it Ephesians 2 or Ephesians 3? Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. I'm glad you said that because I was about to read Ephesians 3. <laughs> that's that's why that's we have why to we've been keep it straight That's right. <laughs> so Ephesians chapter 2. It says, once you no, were dead. it's Ephesians 3. It is Ephesians 3. Okay. All right. Well, I'm in Ephesians 3 already, so it's okay. We're, here we are. Paul says, when I think of all of this, now when he says all of this, he's referring to chapter 2. which is where he's talking about, you know, the Gentiles and how God has revealed himself to the Gentiles. He says, when I think about all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. That's the special responsibility that he was sent to, and he called himself the apostle to the Gentiles. So he, it's not that others were not, it's just that he was called of God to go to the Gentile world and spread the gospel. I'm glad he did because it rapidly spread throughout the known, the Roman world. And eventually it came to us because of Paul's journeys. Well, it was a pretty radical idea for, or even thought for Paul to go do this because this this did cause some tension, right? It did. It did among the Jews, but also in the Gentile world. I mean, they, they weren't used to any kind of monotheism and people were a little curious about Judaism. There was Zoroastrianism, which was came from Persia, but I mean, this whole Greco-Roman world was very polytheistic. And so the idea of this Paul coming and preaching one God and his son, Jesus, who died, it was a radical message that you would think would not have been received. Yeah. So this is what Paul means in verse three when he says, as I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. That's, so that's what gospel. mysterious plan is, yeah. right? That all people will come together under the gospel in Christ. Jew and, and be, Gentile. Jew and Gentile and be part of the body of Christ, yeah. be the family of God. Verse four, as you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into the plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. Yeah, the Jews prior had not been sent to the Gentile world. Now, the, the, the message was that the seed of Abraham would be a blessing for the whole earth. And that, I think, was an implication of the coming Messiah who would die for all, not just for the God's chosen people. But up until now, they hadn't been sent into the Gentile world with any kind of a message. No, but you did have some Gentiles becoming yes. Jewish, like you have Rahab yep. with Jericho and, and all of that. But but for the most part, it was it stayed within the Jews, and now it's it's outside. Verse six, and this is God's plan: both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equal, equally in the riches inherited by God's children. And that's key there: <laughs> share equally. There were a lot of Jews in the first century who didn't want to hear that. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading his good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety 
to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. You know, I, I talk about this uh, an awful lot. I, I really believe that God's plan is for the church to reflect what will be in heaven. And uh, not to slam churches that are limited by demographics or ethnicity or generations. I just think it's so much healthier when we mix together rather than a church be specific for one ethnic group or for one generation. I believe God's plan is for the church to reflect heaven. And you see this right here because he talks about all people coming together in the church. Yeah. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. And that is a huge verse. Mm, yeah, we boldly. get to come before God, the creator of all, not just be able to come before him, but boldly and confidently come into God's presence. You know what that, the word boldly here, Junior? You know what that actually means in the Greek? What? Boldly. boldly. <laughs> Which is an amazing thing. To think, think about our English word bold. Yeah. That we can be bold in talking to the one who spoke this entire universe into existence. Yeah. And he invites us to come before him yeah. with boldness. Because well, I, of when, I think of, when I think of God's throne, you know, Revelation talks about some of the details of God's throne and the creatures around God's throne and, and just the colors. One day when we stand before God, there's going to be this, and it'll be a healthy sense of terror. Absolutely. But here we see Paul saying, yeah, but you, because of Jesus, you, we get to approach it boldly and confidently, not because of what we've done, but because of Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful thought. It is. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Yeah, he's saying, I, I'm not telling you that I'm suffering because I want you to feel bad. I, I want you to feel honored that I love you this much. That And this is, a, this is a great thing that we are a part of. Yeah. You want to take, take it in verse 14? You bet. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth, again, ref, referring to how great he is, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. I just wanna point out there that, that Paul says that God has unlimited resources. He's writing to people who are facing persecution. Paul did not pray for anything so far, physical. Not physical strength, he says inner strength. And he doesn't pray for physical resources. He's all praying for this inner strength that God would fill them. That should be the focus of our, and I thought it was wrong to pray for you know ailments or things like that, but that should be the focus of our prayers. Yeah, and, and I wanna encourage you when, you, when you do the prayer request, those of you that are, are bridge, most of us bridge family that are listening to this, and we get your prayer requests and we love them, but we get so many ailments on those prayer requests, so many illnesses, family members, and people that we have no clue who they are, and we're praying for their their surgery coming up. And, and again, it's not that it's wrong, but it just says something about our priorities. Our priorities need to be on the spiritual. That was Paul's priority. And Junior, I was thinking about the same thing because I was thinking in terms of, here he talks about God's unlimited resources. And you, we've got these prosperity theology people out there talking about how God wants you to become rich. Yeah. Hey, Paul could have said that. God has unlimited resources. I'm praying that you become rich. No, yeah. because that's not what is really going to matter. What matters right. is our connection with him and our growth, our spiritual growth with him. Yep. We better get moving on here. We're gonna use uh, go past our time again. That's right. <laughs> 
Verse 18 then, and you may and uh, you may have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. He loves you so much. May you experience the love of Christ. Experience it, know it. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. All yeah. that power comes, and the, your fullness of life comes when you come to an understanding of the kind of love that uh, this awesome, powerful God, the fact that he created you on purpose to love you, and he does love you. Now, he says, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now you see Paul praying for spiritual growth through these verses, but there's so much emphasis on them understanding the love of Christ. I think of uh, Brennan Manning, who was a writer a while back. He wrote that one of the hardest things for us as believers, yeah, we, we, we want to live in holiness, but a lot of times it, it goes back to understanding how loved we are in Christ because that's what spurs spiritual growth. That's what spurs mm-hmm. holiness that's in so us. That's so good. Yeah, it's so good. All right, well, you want to yeah, take us to Proverbs? Proverbs chapter two is the proverb for today. And I just want to look at verse 11 and 12 actually. It says, wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. I think of this from a parental standpoint. Of I think of like my, my girls and I'm always thinking of like how to keep them safe. You know, the world's getting crazy out there. We love, we love to talk and complain about that, how crazy the world is getting out there and how can I keep them safe? Can I bunker down? But here it says, it's wisdom that's yeah. gonna save you. It's teaching them discernment and wisdom that will keep you from evil. We won't be able to make choices for our kids forever. The best thing we can do for them is teach them discernment and wisdom, how to make good choices that are eternal in nature rather than just for the short run. That's right. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, and we're looking forward to being with you again tomorrow. We continue on with Ephesians and Proverbs. And so have a great day. 